is that I never ask my clients to judge me on my winners. I ask them to judge me on my losers because I have so few. Okay, we are back. It is the It's Just Money podcast presented by Vigit. Action-packed episode. All the boys are here. We'll talk to them in a second, but this episode, we're going to talk the NHL, the NBA, a little bit of the Olympics. We're going to recap McGregor versus Poirier. We're going to talk a little of the MLB, and we're going to preview some stuff for you guys. Have a huge draft at the end of this. It's going to be a big argument between the boys. You'll vote on it on Twitter. Let's talk to the boys. JP, Schaefer, Reese, how are we doing? JP, you go first. Man, I'm happy to be here. Happy to have all the boys back here for sure. Um, I honestly, today I was just kind of, I had my little lunch break at work and I was just sitting there watching like college game day videos. My blood started boiling. Oh my God, what a fear. Man. It's just there, there's only like nine Sundays left until, or nine Saturdays left until college Fire football. Me up, Fire me up, Reese. On the rooftops. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's talk to Reese. Reese is here for the first time in a while. Reese is back. He's looking great. Reese, how are we doing? I'm good. I'm happy to be back. I finally have a night free of uh, coaching and actually paying attention a little bit, gambling more. I've kind of taken a dry spell, but now that the boys are um, going all over the place on Twitter and I'm starting to get myself back into it and happy to be back with the boys and give, us, give out some winners. So. We love that he's here. Let's talk to the last member of the crew, Jake Schaefer. He's a little quiet today. We don't know why. How are we doing? Good. I uh, got a shirt on this time just in case. <laughs> so I feel a little better about that. Um, called out for those traps this time, eh? Yeah, I'm covering them up. I don't need people seeing them. But, yeah, we're all good. Uh, NBA-wise, we've been winning some bets. I think we're 3-0 and on Twitter for the picks we've given you for every game so far. So, can't complain about that. And, uh, yeah, like you guys said, I was listening to some Iowa State uh, podcast today, kind of covering recruiting and the – uh, spring or not spring fall ball practice kind of stuff so yeah I'm definitely getting in the mood for sure yeah you know football great feeling, you know football great feeling is, is like tell us what tell us what the great feeling <laughs> oh you're like what and oh, yeah, it's <laughs> cut out for me too there <laughs> no I was just saying like a great feeling for like getting yourself ready for college football is just finding the most random places to find information to find anything new. You're reading the same thing 15 times, but it's so great every time. Like just finding like a new piece of information in the smallest is like all you need to get through a day. Yes. I love new college football information. It seems like it's coming out every day now, which means it's getting closer, which I love gets the blood flowing in the old wing dong. Um, <laughs> college football is near. It's going to be a big year. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but let's jump into it. Let's start with the NBA Finals. No, no, no. We'll put NBA second because we've had some big plays there. Let's start wrapping up the NHL. It's done. It's over with. Tampa Bay Lightning win their second Stanley Cup in a row. Ross Colton, game winner in game five, that is. The Schaefer and I were right. It was the gentleman's sweep. Um, they did not cover the puck line, however. That was a tough hit on a weekday, especially for my stomach. Um, let's get some closing thoughts on hockey. Uh, Reese and Schaefer, how did we like our first year paying attention to the sport? 
Uh, it was weird, like, actually being home back here in Carroll. I don't think I watched a single hockey game in my entire life. But then that uh, Islanders-Penguins series, I think I watched three or four of those games, also because, like, they're streaming those and just, like, watching Burleys and all that stuff. Like, shit's actually electric. I forget which game it was. It might have been, like, game two or three where there was, like, I think it was six goals, like, in the second period or something like that. I'm like, Jesus, like, this is actually a lot more interesting to watch and, like, definitely something I'm going to be interested in the future from here on out, so – Let's get you a T-shirt, though. Well, I gotta, I'm gonna be, I gotta be, a, I'm not gonna be a Sharks guy anymore. They suck. Like, I gotta pick, guy. I gotta, yeah, I'll be a Kraken guy. Dude, I've seen some of the coolest gear come out for them, and they haven't even drafted their team yet. When we were at the CWS, we saw some guy wearing a sweatshirt, like the, it was like a teal. Like I thought it was sick. Oh yeah, dude, they have some great ones. The other side, Jacob. I was just gonna say, I don't know if I. Apparently, Reese was watching like non-NHL Stanley Cup games, which good for you, man. But I, I mean, I was kind of busy watching the Orange Round Ball game. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I did watch most of the Cup, actually. I think I watched every game. So that was actually the first time I think I've ever done that. Um, but yeah, I mean, for some reason, I just had a hunch that Tampa Bay was just going to handle Montreal. And I have no background experience of why I thought that. I just, I'm a hunch guy. And I guess my hunch kind of paid off in this sort of way. Well, I no- every. Everybody just kept saying how the Habs just were it's a hot team. And, I mean, when you're a hot team, it's good. But when you're going to play the best team, like, in the league, like, it's got to run out at some point. Arguably one of the best teams of the decade, too. Like, they weren't just going to play a good team. They were playing just absolute monsters in Tampa. 100%. 100%. It was the most sacked team salary-wise, most sacked team, both offensively and defensively. And it'll continue to be that way. I'm excited for the Kraken to steal somebody away from them. Because um, somebody needs to get them off that horse. They'll get a name, too, and they'll get somebody big because they're not going to be able to lock up all of that stuff. So and if they're going to – in that situation with the salary cap so high, I think they're going to be able to get somebody who maybe Tampa Bay doesn't want to pay or doesn't have room to pay. And so it's not going to be that big of a contract, I don't think, with who they grab from them. So for us non-hockey guys, how the hell does this cap thing in the playoffs work? Like you can sign guys that you can go over your cap, or how does that work exactly? No, you can't sign guys. I'll let Parks do it. So the salary cap worked differently this year with COVID because there was taxi squad teams, meaning that guys could just be called up on the daily, depending upon if there was injuries, um, COVID outs. So there was, it worked a lot different this year in hockey. Um, Tampa Bay took advantage of that and they kind of had guys that they just stacked and they were all paid and they're 18 million over salary cap is what they ended the year at. Um, Obviously it's become like a big issue and it was a big talking point during the series that it was unfair that they could be that way just because of how the rules changed. Um, they were that way, and then when they came out with the new COVID rules, it just they kind of let it go under the rug because they thought guys were going to be up and down and it wouldn't be an issue, but they really kind of had an injury-free year. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a little banged up late in the postseason, but yeah. – Cooch was they, the big one that they got back. So yeah, they didn't Kucherov. Yes. Yeah, Kucherov. Attaboy, Reese. We're yes. all over this. Hockey, they, baby, let's go. They're, they uh, – he didn't play during the year, and so – when it became playoff time and he was ready, when they set that roster for the playoffs, his salary doesn't go against the cap for the playoffs, if that makes sense. And so basically when he's back, he's back. And they still pay him, but it doesn't go against what they already have set. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird rule. A lot of people don't like it. But at the same time, you can't be mad at teams for going with it. Yeah, no shit. But and, yeah, and all be all, we got, all we have to do is pray that the Kraken take a big name from there. And that's the next point I want to talk about is next year, the Seattle Kraken will be in the league. Obviously, the way NHL works, they get an expansion draft where they can go and take non-protected players from other NHL teams. If you're not familiar with the process, they came out with a couple of mock drafts 
laid out possibly the first two lines of the Kraken would have next year, including the Dallas Stars center, Joe Pavelski, longtime veteran in the league. Granted, he's 35 years old and his contract's up, but there were some big fucking names on that list. And it's scary to think if you're just a generalized hockey fan that your team could be beat by the new Seattle team. Look at the Golden Knights two years ago. Um, so I think there's different things that are going to come from this. And that's my question is, is Reese and Schaefer, are we Kraken fans now? I mean, I got to be. There's a new team. Got to be, baby. I can't stick with this. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know anything about the Sharks. I know nothing about the history of the Sharks, so I would therefore be a fake fan. So I'm going to jump in at the beginning so I can learn everything about this team. I love lifelong. Lifelong. I'm, I'm, I'm going to pass. Until uh, Kansas City can get, like, a basketball team or a hockey team, I'm not going to pick a new team. Yes, yes, yes. We'd love Kansas City to grab an NHL team. But an NBA team would go first there for sure. They, I mean, they have the venue to do it, so yeah. either or would be sweet. It would be so awesome for that town. Like, isn't, there a, isn't there a big-ass arena, like, right by Power and Light, or is that a different thing down yeah. there? Sprint? Yeah. Sprint? On the T-Mobile Center right downtown. Oh, they changed the name to T-Mobile. Yeah, because yeah. they paired up. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> um, okay, way too early predictions for the NHL next year. Obviously, I just said it. I think the Kraken will be good. It'll be a high playoff team. Um, tough division, but I think they'll come out of it just because new player, new team, well-followed, a lot of energy going to the league. They'll get the best young players from per, against protected players. And then I have another prediction, but I want to share it after I hear everybody else's. For me, I think Boston falls off big. Um, I don't think they have a very good year next year. They're kind of in a weird spot where they're kind of hitting the end of the peak of a lot of players and they got to make moves, but they're not going to be able to make moves with, you know, where the salary cap is. So I would be, very shocked if they have another good year. Um, I mean, for New York, like the Islanders wise, I don't know what to think. They could do the same thing. and I wouldn't be surprised or they could be, you know, the average Islanders again. And I wouldn't be surprised, but if I had to go crazy in the dark, and if I, as much as I don't like a Minnesota is going to be scary next year, if they can continue to play the way they were. I mean, Call I the Memorial like winner. Yeah. I, I just don't like Minnesota, but that's my, dark horse for next year they're going to be a problem for a lot of teams well Kaprizov's going to be a beast he showed glimpses of it this year uh, obviously won the Calder rookie of the year award for hockey for those of you who don't know um, he's a beast he kind of stripped it away from Jason Robertson who's a Dallas star he was a beast too um, so they have good young players I do not hate that pick whatsoever um, it'll be it'll be good to get back to the division that they are in um, do you have any predictions Reese and Jake not knowing anything and uh, who do you think will do you think the Kraken will make a run at it I hope so. That's my team, man. I love that answer. That's the answer we need right there. That guy's riding. Schaefer, what you got? I I kind of like Minnesota hockey if I had to root for a team, so I like JP's pick. He says that. Don't say you like them. Just say you agree with me. No, say which like chess so you believe it. How many how many games do they play in a season? 82. Like 80, oh, my God. I was going to guess that, actually. Wow. boy. You're on I'm fire say, over there. I'm going to wow. say that I'm going to watch – I'm gonna watch over 15 hockey games next year. That's my goal. Over under 15 in the hook. 15 games. I can fucking watch all of them. That's I'm getting in there. I'm just. Start, I'm getting into it. Okay. This year. My crazy prediction for the NHL next year is I think Florida or Carolina makes the Stanley Cup final. I think both those teams are going to be really good. Florida, especially this year, showed glimpses of it. Compete with Tampa Bay in the playoffs. Carolina, a young team that hasn't really put it together, but I think they do it next year. So that's my crazy picks. I think both those teams are really fucking good, and they're going to make the Stanley. One of them, at least, is going to make the Stanley Cup final. Let's jump. Let's go to the NBA. Obviously, now this is Schaefer's time to shine. He's been hot on his plays. I think the only one. I think I have to correct you. We're three and one in our 
NBA Finals play. I lost on the Suns plus four and a half. They did not look very good in Milwaukee. Schaefer, lead us off. Take us away. What are your, ta- what are your takes this far into the Stanley? Not, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> into the NBA Finals. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's as tough as – you know, I didn't hate your pick yesterday on four and a half, but – I mean, just with the circumstances, it was kind of a given that Milwaukee was going to win. A lot of people like to do the whole conspiracy thing of Scott Foster repping the game and, you know, he's not going to give Phoenix a chance and blah, blah, blah. But the biggest thing is we knew Giannis was going to come out hot. I mean, that was kind of the whole story. He's kind of playing like a once-in-a-generation kind of guy right now. He's playing like you're LeBron. He's playing like you're Michael Jordan. Is Larry, Larry Bird, whatever, you know, he's playing like that right now. He's getting mm-hmm. everything that he wants, which is actually pretty cool to see because yeah. LeBron kind of, I'm not saying he's trending down, but I mean, he's out, he got out in the first round and we don't really know where his career is going from here. So mm-hmm. to see a guy like that is kind of cool. Well, wasn't it, wasn't it back-to-back 40 point games like the first time in finals yeah. history? Yeah. And I, I wrote yeah. that in the notes and I was like, I mean, the dude played like a guy who can carry a team now. Like, he didn't just look like the guy who, you know, is supposed to be doing it. He looked like the guy. So like, Not to mention, he's playing hurt, is he not? I don't know. He's fu- He looks like – I mean, you're dropping 40 back-to-back nights. You've got to be back. You can't be like – It was the first time they got uh, two full days between rests in a while. I think that helped a lot. I don't know the significance of his knee injury. It looked bad when it happened. Obviously, he sat out those two games. Um, who knows? I mean, I'm not going to really give him that ex- his excuse anymore because he's as aggressive as he's been playing. And when you put back-to-back 40 games, we can't say he's – Yeah. I mean, let's, mm-hmm. let's be real. Yeah. I, do you think he holds up and he keeps going like that? Or do you think he has a fall game? Or do you think he levels out? No, I, I think he keeps it going. Um, it just kind of depends what the Suns throw at him. I mean, the, the series or the finals – uh, rest days are two game or two days in between games here on out until game six and seven. Uh, so I think that's going to be huge. I think he's, he is going to be fully rested between games. Um, I think that he's going to continue to be aggressive and it's just the way, which way the refs are going to call it. I mean, obviously it was a little easier to score 40 points when DeAndre Aiden's got four fouls. Yeah. That's massive too. Left in the third quarter. That's yeah. tough. I don't know. I I'm three, you know, we talked about me being three and oh, in those picks. Well, all of those picks we're all DraftKings odds boost, which I'm usually not that guy. I, you, I've, I've said it before. I think you usually lose those. I think those are jinxes. But I, t- I just thought they were all really good plays and really intriguing. Mm-hmm. And But the next one is Giannis to score 40 again and plus 240. I don't know if I love mm-hmm. that. I don't I'm know good. if a guy can go 40 yeah. points, three games. Just 40, not PRA, just 40? Yeah, just 40 points. Oh, yeah, that's Ooh. tough. That yeah. Is- I I was thinking like, you know how you have like sports books that do the boost like you know DraftKings does, but then there's sports books like FanDuel who do like personality based boosts. Like for example, Pat McAfee will have like a personalized boost for yeah. things like that, and those usually work out well because it's a guy actually you know giving a pick. Yep. DraftKings feels like they're trying to get you to you know bring that money back after you might win. No, a hundred a hundred percent. But no, it's it's you know it's been interesting. I for the sake of the series, it's been really fun to watch i just hope that you know now that the nhl is over i hope somebody or we can get a close game because all eyes are going to be on these last you know three four games whatever is left so mm-hmm. um, we've all been kind of blowouts right now which has been kind of disappointing but if you haven't been following along if you haven't been on the earth 
Game one and two were controlled entirely by the Suns the whole game, and they, they took them pretty easily. Game three was all Milwaukee. That's my next question is home court advantage, obviously in full effect in this series. With that being said, do you think Milwaukee takes game four? Uh, it just depends which Devin Booker shows up and which yeah. Drew Holiday shows up. Uh, Drew Holiday, I've been on it, especially if you guys listen to our Snapchats. I've been on him big. I think he needs to show up, and he did yesterday. He shot a decent amount from the field. Um, he was all over Chris Paul. He's been forcing Chris Paul to, into turnovers. And Devin Booker just flat out didn't show up. And those, him and Chris Paul are obviously the backbone of that team. I think, obviously, DeAndre Aiden is a dark horse, and I think he's a great defender. And he, he played well, actually, yesterday for as much as he uh, was in foul trouble. I just think if Devin Booker shows up, I think – if Drew Holiday, I don't know if he can play back-to-back good games. I haven't seen him in the playoffs yet. I I like the Suns tomorrow, but w- wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks come out and dominate again and Giannis mm-hmm. just completely takes over. I mean, I think that was I think that was Booker's like worst shooting night in the in the playoffs this year so far too. And I mean, it doesn't help that it was at his, like his first Finals game on the road too. So like, I mean, you got to think like game his second time there, he might be. Nerves well, you know, chilled a little bit, but I mean, I still feel like he's there's no way for him to have back to back that nice, especially the run he's having this playoffs, too. Yeah, the, in the stats show, I mean, even Middleton has been his percentage is like 30% on the road and 50% at home. So I don't know what it is with Milwaukee, they're not good at, on the road, but they're really good at home. I think they're eight and one at home right now, and yeah, I don't know, we'll see. You got to go hats off to Chris Paul, too, who's leading the Suns in the series, averaging 24.3 points a game obviously old man making a run for his first title um i'm cheering for the suns also we have to mention it shape cam johnson last night you put it on snap he caught a fat body he's legit and he's he's on a rookie contract and the suns have been really fortunate with that and i've been saying you know he's one of those guys off the bench that's he's a reason why the suns are as successful as they are he, he's a huge piece of that puzzle that's a bad man right there that was nasty the problem is and this is what i have the fucking problem with the nba is of course they had to go to the booth i don't know if you guys are watching the game they had to go to the booth and determine whether it was a block or a charge and it's like i mean are you kidding me it's the middle of the third quarter the game's getting good again and of course we got to use another fucking replay to see if that was a block or a charge that was, the, that was the dunk of the playoffs and we have to ruin it i just that's my little soap opera. <laughs> that was most of the articles going around today. Is that's the dunk. That's like a dunk of the year candidate and happened in game three. And then they get blown out by 24 and a half was tough. Now that I'm looking back on it, I was just searching for a play. I didn't like the over under. It was a bad number. I didn't know what was going to happen being in Milwaukee. But now knowing what we know and how that game went, where does the series go? Do we see uh, Suns in six, uh, Milwaukee in seven? Where are we at? Especially with all this home court advantage going on. I think if you see a win by Milwaukee tomorrow, we're going to probably see a seven game, uh, game seven series. Yep. I think that, I don't know. I, I have a little hunch that I think, I think if Booker really shows up and they can keep eight out of foul trouble, I think they can really win tomorrow. I don't know. I just don't see another 40 point game by Giannis. I don't see Booker playing like dog shit two games in a row. Yeah, yeah. I like, I like if the Sun if the Suns can win tomorrow, I think it goes five. Oh, if yeah, the Suns win. lose tomorrow, it's going to go seven. But the Suns will still win either way. I think I think if Phoenix pulls one out tomorrow, I think desperation mode hits, and if Milwaukee's never going to win on the road, they're going to do it in Game Five. And so I think it'll have to go seven. You know, like that's where I'm at. I think it goes six or seven, depending on how the next game goes. And for those bat, I mean, for people who aren't paying that close attention to the Suns roster, Dario Saric blew out his knee uh, in Game Two. 
which is huge for the bench because the Suns are only down to seven guys now. And if you were watching last night, boy, JP, your Big Ten boy, Frank Kaminsky, is getting a lot of minutes right now. And that no, no flexing because that's not good for Phoenix. If they right. can't, what? they're very weak on the bench right now, which is scary because because he doesn't have Sam Decker. Sam Decker's not there to put one in the absolute hole from the corner. Yeah, he's he peaked back in Indianapolis after that Final Four. That's something I noticed, though, Shafe, is, like, I was looking at the box score yesterday in ESPN, and it was, like, six guys on the Suns, and then there was, like, seven or eight names listed. It's, like, has not entered the game. Like, are they just that bad or that top-heavy, or is it just guys are banged yeah. up? They're, they don't have – I mean, they're very, very injured. And Torrey Craig has been a little banged up, and they're playing, they're playing my boy from Iowa State, Abdel Nader which I'm not a fan of. I, I'm a big Iowa State fan, but I he's not what they need right now. Um, yeah, Sarge has been out. Um, drawing a blank. Somebody else is out too, but they they are a pretty healthy team, and they're pretty good when they are have their eight or nine guys. But, I mean, you don't have much after. And then Campaign is another guy off the bench that hasn't showed up since game two against the Clippers when he had that 24-point game. He's been absolutely terrible. So you have half a campaign. You got a good Cam Johnson and then a very, very injured, banged up, kind of mediocre Torrey Craig right now. And that's, I mean, 48 minutes is a lot of basketball. So you can't expect 16-year veteran Chris Paul to go the distance right now. Makes sense. Everything's wrapping up in that series. Final predictions. We'll go around and just say what we think is going to happen. I think Suns in seven, just because of the way home court's been going. I think Milwaukee takes it tomorrow, and then it just keeps going back and forth. Obviously, it's huge to have home court advantage when it's games are going the way that they are. Suns in seven. Yeah, I'd love Suns in seven, too. I think that would be my play. Um, I want to see seven games. I don't – I mean, I don't really have a side here. Uh, truly, my NBA knowledge of you know, like the betting side of things is just mostly listening to what Shave has to say about things, you know, when we're texting back and forth or going whatnot. But I, I just want seven. I want seven because I got skipped out of it on an NHL matchup that I was really excited to see before, you know, Montreal got in. So I want seven. I agree. I completely agree. My gut, my gut tells me seven. My heart wants to tell me Phoenix is going to steal um, game four, but we'll see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably stick with seven seven. If not, I think they steal it and win in five. Sons yeah. of five. Ooh, Sons of five reset. No hesitation. Sons of five. Sons in five. Okay, that is a bold prediction. I agree, though. I kind of agree. We're just wrapping up last thought on the NBA. I think if the Suns win tomorrow, that 3 1 deficit obviously goes five. Yeah. Really hard to come back, back yeah. from. And the Valley's been lethal, especially when Giannis set the free throw line. I know we haven't touched on that, but that 10 second count is fucking hilarious. Yeah. yeah. And keep like keep tabs on you know obviously we'll have plays out for all the games we'll have guys on Snapchat and um, possibly some TikTok things and things on Twitter obviously for plays so just pay attention to that we'll give you some breakdowns we just we just want to continue to have a good time and make content for everybody and you know grow the pot a little bit so uh, pay attention for all that stuff. Okay, before we move on to the Olympics, we want to mention backdoor betting to you. Um, follow them on Twitter. Great handicapping page. He offers VIP and free plays. That's at betting backdoor. It's all one word at betting backdoor. No underscore, no nothing. Great bets. Gives away VIP picks that are just just as close to free money as you can get. Also does free plays. Great guy. We appreciate him. So give bat, betting backdoor a follow on Twitter. Okay. Let's talk about the Olympics. Big news, obviously. You go to the USA basketball team who loses to Nigeria and then loses to Australia tonight. What Which I predicted, by the way. 
Oh, Schaefer predicted, but didn't tell anybody. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, I did not. But I looked at my. I didn't know they were playing Australia till this morning, and I go, "Holy shit!" I looked on DraftKings for a line, couldn't find one. I'm like, dude, if I see Australia as a three point underdog or whatever, I love that pick. Imagine but, against America. Yeah, it. Who knows, man? I don't know. I haven't. I can't give you my full insight <laughs> yet because. I uh, haven't obviously watched them yet. I wanted to watch tonight. Completely forgot it was on TV. I will watch the Olympic Games. But this team is just a bunch of dudes who just are a bunch of – I mean, you're, this is generic basketball terms, but they're a bunch of one-on-one dudes who have no idea how to play with each other. And there are a lot of young guys. There's no veteran leadership. There's no Curry. There's no LeBron. I mean, you got KD, but, I mean, we all kind of know how much of a leader – KD can be. He's more of a drama queen than a leader. Great player. Fantastic player. But he's not that good. They won again tonight. They beat um, Argentina. So they're 2-0. Also, a look at who KD is, right? He hears it's Team USA. It's a good team. I'm going there. It's also Kevin Durant. That's just how he is. Um, but that's tough. Because you look back, what was that? Was it like a friendly that they played against Nigeria? How long ago that they beat him 156 to 79 or something like that? It was ridiculous. And then they lose to him. I think that was a real, I think that was actually the one where they went out. Yeah, that was a real Olympic game. I think that was a qualifier for the actual group stage. Oh, yeah. See, the that. Olympics is so much different on like how they set everything up. Like sometimes it's exhibition. Sometimes you're qualifying. Just- yeah, do these games, do you need to win these games to get in or like we just already in? No, no, we're, no. We're these are just okay. They don't mean nothing. I mean, that's also part of it. I mean, they're not exhibitions. They're not that. They're not gonna take that shit that serious either. You know what I mean? Like and another Nigeria and Australia versus the NBA. Like well, Schaefer said, that was the one-on-one shit. Though they they're not cohesive. They haven't played together. It's just different styles. Australian team also made the championship, I believe, last Olympics, and they have they're all their starting lineups all NBA players actually. Patty I Mills. I didn't watch Patty it, Mills. so I don't know. But were they raining threes? I, I don't know. It was a pretty close. I mean, it was like a low-scoring game. What they had 28-and-a-half point favorite against Nigeria? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> 50% from the and you lose that. What a money line play. What's the money line on that? Oh, no shit. 1,700. 1,700? Throw five on it. Yeah. That was almost as bad as when Drake lost by a point to Iowa State. Is plus 40,000. <laughs> yep. Oh, 40000 Drake was, and I go, that's worth $2 right there, baby. <laughs> so close. Okay, other Olympics notes. Let's talk about Simone Biles. Probably the greatest female athlete on the planet, if not greatest athlete all around. That girl flies. Um, she's going to be amazing to watch. Is there any other Olympic topics that we need to cover or you guys want to touch on? Obviously, I'm rooting for Team USA. I don't know about you guys. So, so the Simone Biles thing is weird. I just actually read up on this. And so she's gotten so – talented and so good at what she does is they have a scoring system based only upon her so it's not yeah, on her. yeah aren't there are there moves named after her because nobody else can do them pretty much i mean i, I don't know athletes, i know simone biles found of. a troy yeah she <laughs> so she she can score a certain way but it on her scale it'll change her actual score and so they're trying to even it out because she's that good. That's just stupid, though. Like, if, she, if she's that good and it's the Olympics, give her the points. Like, it's the Olympics. That's you want a gold medal? Beat her. Yeah. yeah. No shit. You, you want to just score because of one person. Yeah. We want to win by a million. I don't – didn't the ESPYs just come out? And didn't that uh, that tennis girl, like, Naomi Osaka, didn't she win, like, athlete of the year? I don't know how, like, she won it over, like, if you're going to compete with, like, Simone Biles, who yeah. I think literally dominates that sport. 
Simone Biles is starting to get a little bit of the, uh, you know, like the Mike Trout treatment or um, LeBron treatment where people get tired of them being so good. And so they just don't talk about them as much anymore. Like, and Simone Biles is like obviously getting bigger because the Olympics are coming up and this thing came out. But it's kind of one of those situations I feel like where like they're tired of giving the same people the awards and the recognition. And so I think that had something to do with it. But speaking of recognition a little bit, the Shikari Richardson stuff is yeah. I mean, what is going on? I mean, I don't get how it's like it's controversial. Like it's not no. it's not like she did she broke a rule and she got in trouble for it. How like what is the what's the big deal there? But the bug, oh, okay, I gotta get my words right. I, oh, oh, oh. No, the big deal is something like that, like smoking marijuana gets you kicked out of the Olympics. Okay, but, but there are. I don't give a shit what I don't give a shit what drug you do. If there, if you are compete, if you have been training your entire life for the Olympics, your entire life, and you're grinding for this is what I want to do, mm-hmm. and you know you cannot do certain substances or go out and drink. Or you cannot stay out with there's some bullshit curfew and you get caught out past that certain time and you get kicked off that stuff. Wouldn't you just not do it? Yeah. Okay. Yes, I understand that, but my argument's more for why the rule exists, not necessarily why she, like her being punished for it. I'm all I'm all for your thing. But I'm just saying, like, if you're your whole life working on that and you're just like, I, it's not worth it. I'm yeah. just gonna do it. In the grand scheme of things, to me. In the grand scheme of things, I think that rule is horse. I don't think she – like, she should be punished for it because it is a rule, but it shouldn't be a rule kind of thing. Down the road, weed is going to be decriminalized for, I but, mean, everything soon yeah. enough. And it, but it's just not now. But, like, just if she record. could have figured that shit out, she would be fine. Yeah. Cody Bellinger would never play in an MLB game again if that was the rule. That guy is fucking baked in every video I see him. And so I think it, there's there's good sides <laughs> to both of these arguments because, one, it is it is just weed and 95% of professional athletes probably rip it. Um, but another thing, she did just break the rules. So I think she has to suffer some consequences. And there's no like, I get on, what's the argument that it's okay to smoke weed because it was. I think a lot of it has to do with uh, like country by country, like in France and things like that. Like you just saw James Harden uh, get in trouble for having it in France. And in France, it's like a huge no no. Like it's a big deal if you have it. And like in the US, obviously it's going the other way. So I think it'd be like, countries vote on it like spokespersons from countries and they vote no and it becomes a rule kind of thing like what do you guys think of that that's what i like that's what i my brain went to Jaffer? what you have you're asking me about input on weed no <laughs> weed or what no, not necessarily <laughs> Jaffer, do you weed you guys we got we got a big the it's just money podcast got on a tangent about drugs we're, no, we're uh, it's, a, it's evolving sports. We're getting there. <laughs> I just want to know what if you think the rules force or what? I mean, I don't really. I, I don't know. I've never really gotten to a big argument about it. I mean, I think that it's kind of a. I mean, I, obviously, we know it's kind of a drug that helps people deal with pain. So, mm-hmm. like, for like medical use, I think that it can, and that's what she claimed it was. She claimed it helped with some pain. Well, isn't she from somebody or a state that's completely legal in? I can't remember where she's from. I have no idea. I have no clue. I think all I don't know. They're all from like probably they train out in Colorado, don't they? So they're probably doing it all the time. Or Oregon is actually that is yeah that is where USA's thing is. Yeah, so I was like Colorado Springs, baby. Yeah, that probably became like a natural habit for her. Like, go to practice, smoke a bowl. Go to practice, (laughs) smoke a bowl. She probably felt great. Maybe it's in a routine. Does that change the rules? 
I, I don't know. If it, I think if it, if it ends up helping the athletes from like dealing with pain that, I mean, I kind of am in a, in that sort of supportive way. I think that. I, I agree. It should be decriminalized eventually because like there's no advantages you can get from it when it comes to these guys, like it helps them with sleep and relaxation, all that shit. But like, like I said before, you, you, you know, it's against the rules and you could get piss tested at any time. And you have been training for this thing your entire life to go represent your country. You've been busting your ass off. Everything you've done is like been trained for this moment. Like I would think you would have a little more willpower to be like, no, I probably shouldn't do this now to make sure I can qualify and be able to go do this. I, I would, I understand where that, yeah, I totally get what you're saying there for sure. And I, and also it just sucks because like this is happening to her around the Olympics. So, so oh, yeah. say like the Olympics Very- wasn't happening and this is just like some random relays that she's going to go compete for like in a month and she gets pissed at it, she gets caught, banged, whatever. They have to treat her the same as they would in that situation as they do for this. It's like if when you go piss test like any NFL player like Josh Gordon, like when he would get caught and he'd get banged, it didn't matter if it was for the Super Bowl or if it was for week seven, you got to treat him the exact same way. So it's the exact same situation with her. It just sucks that it's like this is when the Olympics is happening, but it's, it has to be the same way when, wherever, it's, wherever it's happening, regardless. That's, there's, there's the rules. Fair enough. Big rules, guys, here. Okay, wrapping up thoughts on the Olympics. We're all cheering for Team USA. There's a new Simone Biles rule that it's entirely agreed with. And USA people do – there's people out there that do drugs. That wraps up our Olympic talk. Um, don't do drugs. Don't break the rules. Okay, let's jump over. Thanks. McGregor and Poirier. Obviously, great fight. The over-under was one and a half. We thought that was a great line to take. However, about 40 seconds into the fight, we realized – it's going under. There was elbows being thrown that I thought was, this fight could stop at any minute. I was, I may or may not have been illegally streaming this, the fight. Sorry, Dana. Um, but I, it cut out right as the good part happened. And then when it came back on, it was showing the replay of what had happened. Uh, I, we, me and JP took Poirier. That was a great bet. JP also made another play on that. Um, I believe Schaefer and Reese were on McGregor. So let's yep. get loser's thoughts first. I, first of all, I, I'm not blaming others, but I was very convinced to take uh, McGregor by my peers. So buddy I had buddy had house money from Twins during the day. I already took yeah. Connor. So like, you're gonna cheer against me? We're hanging out tonight, buddy. What are you gonna do? You can't cheer against me. Not you, just him. <laughs> Dude, McGregor's lost me money, man. Like he's I never bet fights, but when I do, it's on McGregor, and he's only fucking lost me money. Like I don't, I'm never betting him again. I don't know if he'll ever be back in the octagon. <sighs> I'm sure. No, I mean, would. the way he talked on the floor, it sounds like he wants to try to be not for a while, but still. Tomorrow, I think. I think that almost how that fight ended almost helps him market for anything else he wants to do. Like, dude, also, just how crazy is that picture though, where he's just standing there and his fucking foot yeah. is just like this. Like, oh, that's something I wanted to mention. Is we added Jello for good reason. Jello, you should have retweeted that because that was a great marketing ploy for you. His <laughs> ankle legitimately went to Jello. That was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. JP, could you watch that? JP's not a broken guy. JP is That's one of those. Oh stuff yeah. We watched it live, and then I didn't watch it anymore. <laughs> JP turns and runs in the other corner of the room. <laughs> turn it, turn it. Yeah, I'm sure a lot. I drink a massive glass of uh, Fairlay Fairlife white milk. Shout out Fairlife. Uh, that's, what, that's what I was just gonna say. Jello or milk? Yeah, milk. Congratulations, you just got a bunch of new followers because he needs some milk. Oh god, that hurt looked like it hurt so bad. Also, are we gonna talk about how he added Poirier's wife while he was dead laying on the ground? 
Out of the octagon, she just had a bird in the air right at him as she, he's on the mic. <laughs> he said, and I quote, your wife's in me DMs. And that's the exact grammar he used. First that of all, the first five or six things he said, I had no idea what he said. That was oh, such yeah. a nice accent out of you. That was, that was a good one? No, it was so bad. No, it was fucking fantastic. You that all day. People probably thought I played the clip. <laughs> yeah, people probably yeah. thought I played the clip. Anyway, the fight goes under. Poirier wins. Me and JP are on the winning side. I have some UFC guys I was talking to. I had an idea that I wanted to take Poirier early in the day. I'm fucking awful, usually, at betting the UFC. I thought if Poirier won the fight, it would go over because Connor's kind of that early guy. If he lands that first move, he's going to win the fight. However, Poirier lasted as long as he could before Connor's ankle went to the moon, and we win the money line bet. That was a better value, actually, at minus 131. GP, closing thoughts on the fight. Yeah, I honestly – it feels like anytime you get in, like, I'm not the big UFC guy, but I'm getting into it more and more. But anytime you stream in for a big fight, something weird happens and it just doesn't go the distance or something like that. Uh, but um, I won on Tai Tuivasa, who beat Greg Hardy. Uh, absolutely short fight, great fight. One blow put Greg on his absolute rump. So I went two and one on the, on the card. Um, and then Sugar Sean O'Malley, dude. Just giving a guy a one-two to his nose every 15 seconds, and that guy's slashed all three rounds. Oh my goodness! Like he—he's a punching bag. And then Jessica, what was her name? Jessica something. I can't forget. She got a third eye. She got a cut on the middle of her forehead that literally looked like an eye. Yeah. So obviously, it's an entertaining sport and event. Um, but the final fight, though, and not even lasting a round, is tough. It's tough because you pay 60. It's like an inch and a half long and like a half inch deep. Reese, that's going to be you here soon, taking care of that kind of stuff, man. Stitch it up, baby. Oh, that's not a stitch. <laughs> you need to... in there. <laughs> man, that you're was... fucked. I don't know what to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though, is if they got some WWE action in. Like Connor said, if we have to take this outside, we can. Like imagine they go to the fucking parking lot, like WWE Monday Night Raw, and they're just beating the shit out of each other while he's in a boot. That's fucking UFC. That's what I want to see. Nothing. <laughs> okay. You know what? You know what? That would have been nice to hear. One yeah. like that. You know what? That would have been nice to hear. I'm not sure if this is true. I think I just saw it on Twitter. I think I saw a PMT retweeted. But like, Connor was uh, his last six fight. He had only beaten a guy that had lost his last like eight fights, and that, I think that was like Cerrone. Yeah, Cerrone. That would have been fucking nice to know that he only beat a guy who has lost his last eight fights. I, I said, I was like, hasn't Connor lost like three in a row? And everybody's like, nah, man, nah, he's good. He's good. Everybody I'm also every not going to cheer against Connor. Every McGregor fan ever does not think he loses. How, by the way, when you guys when you guys went and took Poirier, did you not get the boost on that day or did you take it too late? You could have got either one of them at like plus 150, I thought. That was probably late, I think. Because that's, yeah. that's, how, that's what I got it at. Oh, well, I placed yeah. the Poirier bet at like six o'clock and I did not see that boost. Yeah, I, I think I, th- I think McGregor was originally like one ten on the money line, and then I got the boost at one fifty. Well, loser. Uh, we tried to give you the winner, but it is what it is. We'll move on. Uh, next UFC, no idea when it'll be UFC two sixty five. So I'm sure it'll be a good main event. But let's jump to a sport that JP Reese and I are kind of paying attention to more closely now. Reese more than ever, he always is. Shaper, you're going to have to jump into it because for the ne- after the NBA Finals. It's going to be pretty much the only thing on for a while. It's the MLB, where the home run derby happened tonight. It's the all-star break. We have officially reached the halfway point of the MLB. Home run derby champion is Pete Alonzo. We gave you that pick on our Twitter. 
this afternoon. So if you didn't win, it's on you, motherfucker. I told you, it's great value, plus 500, great bet to take. I knew he was going to repeat. The guy's a fucking animal. Um, but there's a couple guys who shit the bet. So closing thoughts on the home run derby. Uh, shout out Trey Mancini. That was absolutely incredible to watch him do what he did. Um, coming in as a 60, he only had 16 jacks at the break. Uh, but great story, great guy. Um, obviously, we're happy for Birdland. As Orioles fans haven't had a lot over the last couple years ago for it, but that was very cool to watch him, you know, do what he did. Um, also, shout out Salvi. Hit the se- second most in the first round, but got paired up with Pete. Salvi oh, at 28 and Pete is 35. Loser. We told you, Pete. 28 jacks and you lose in the first round. Could you imagine? I mean, give me a break. That would suck so much. But it was a great – honestly, it was so much fun to watch tonight. Like, every round was close. And the one that wasn't was the two guys that hit the most in the first round. Yeah. Like, that's a, so much fun to watch balls. Soto, Soto, Soto Otani was good. And, like, you get to the extra swings and Soto mm-hmm. literally goes three for three with three bombs. Like, that's, that's impressive. Otani was absolutely fucking gassed, by the way. That guy couldn't figure it out. He just, like, he sucked to start. He kept pulling everything, and he couldn't just go straight. Did you guys see that he made his interpreter catch for him? And his interpreter? Yeah, yeah. That was the funniest thing I've ever seen. He had no idea what he was doing back there. But they – Otani's reasoning for it was that if the guy behind him was more nervous than he was, then he thought he'd perform better, and it did not look good in the first round for, like, the first minute. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, he blasted so much hype around him in a home run derby and like i get it and he's got so much juice and he's you know swinging the shit out of it this year but yeah. giving a guy that much hype in a home run derby is i mean it felt like it's just not gonna work out honestly but reese reese how did yours work out yeah fucking boys text me this morning what do you like and i go i kind of like olsen or i like gallo <laughs> both get bounced in the first round the price is wrong reese i put i put i put my money on olsen and then of course, he – did you did you watch that first round? Yeah. He's hooking a ball foul. There's like five seconds left, and he's watching it instead of trying to get another one where he's going to tight it. Is it about Chapman? Throw it. I thought it was – I thought I said – like this morning I said Chapman, but it's yeah. Matt Olsen. Okay. That's what I thought. I got it backwards. Too. Matt Chapman does not hit, cha- hit tanks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got that backwards. But – Trey Mancini did put on a great show. Like JP said, it was the only thing Orioles fans have been going for the last five years. So happy for him. Pete Alonzo is an absolute fucking monster, though. That guy he, he only makes $660,000 a year. And I say only, but the, the major league minimum, if you don't know this, is $570,000 a year, and that guy makes barely above it. He, he made a million dollars last year, and a million again this year. He more than doubled his salary on yeah. home run derby. It's fucking what? insane. <laughs> so crazy. That's why he takes it so serious. He can double his salary in a night. His interview after his first round, that guy had no intention about worrying about anything else other than going up and hitting baseball. So he had nothing else on his mind. Yeah, he okay. was laughing like a guy going to run a 100 meter in the Olympics. Just was not just ton of vision. How do your legs feel? Perfect. Perfect. I feel amazing. How was it swinging? Good. Hit it hard. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the All Star Game itself. Tomorrow, which is tonight when you're listening on Tuesday. American League versus the National League. Run lines one and a half in favor of the National League. Both money lines are minus 105 and minus 104, respectively. Um, and then the over-under, I believe, is 10 and a half. The starting lineups yep. are as follows. The American League leading off pitching is Otani. That's crazy, it's first of all. ridiculous in itself. That's, that, if you don't follow baseball, that's like 
the craziest thing I've ever seen. Batting second from Toronto, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. playing first. Batting third from Boston, Xander Bogarts playing short. Batting fourth, Aaron Judge from the Yankees playing right. Third base, Rafael Davis. Second base, Marcus Simeon. Catching Salvador Perez, left fielder, Terry Oscar Hernandez. And wrapping it up, the Baltimore Orioles starting when they're 26 games back, Cedric Mullins for the American League. What do we think about the American League? I'm an American League guy. We like the American League. Of course we are. Simple as that. Simple as that. American League. Does that lineup scare you in your National League home bias, Reese? No. It shouldn't, because here's the National League starting lineup. <laughs> Leading off playing shortstop for Pretty an fucking good. Here. Yeah, it's bad. It's, it's, yeah, it's fucking pitching good. is Max Muncie. Batting third, third baseman Nolan Arenado. Batting fourth, first baseman Freddie Freeman. Batting fifth, right fielder Nick Castellanos having a big year for the Reds. Yep. Left fielder Jesse That's Winkler great. also having a big, big year for the Reds. Catching, batting seventh, JT Romuto. Uh, batting eighth, Brian Reynolds. Not the OG, but Brian Reynolds from the Orioles, JP, sorry. And then rounding out the order is Adam Frazier playing second. That's a fucking stack lineup. That's ridiculous. Doesn't, my, my question is, doesn't Tatis have like over 25 bombs? 28 right now. 28. Why the hell was he not in the, in the home run? I don't think he wanted to. He did not. He denied it. And then he made a – I don't know if you saw that part in the in – the, event tonight but he said that he'll he'll face Pete Alonso next year in LA so yeah. he made a verbal contract tonight I don't know if he'll follow through with it but it would be a fucking show I mean that's like the, the, the most electrifying guy in baseball for the younger generation right now like I don't know how the hell they didn't try to get him more because like that's guy that guy's gonna bring in more viewers for that shit too I mean like no offense to Juan Soto or anything like that but like for Tatis is just a much more common name for like the non-baseball guy yeah, and he – I think it's a swing thing where guys are, like, scared of their swing kind of changing and things like that. That's why you see a lot of the juice guys do really well because their swing doesn't change that much. Like, Gallo's swing doesn't change that much. Alonzo's swing didn't change that much. You saw Otani try to change his swing. Didn't really work out for well, him. Alonzo and Gallo were trying to pull and pop everything. And, like, Gallo had a – Gallo hit, like, how many fly balls that just didn't come anywhere near. Uh, honestly, like, uh, Soto's round were – I think it was his first or second round where he could go anywhere he wanted with just a simple. Yeah. That's what Mancini did really well too. Like just, but like the purity of the Soto swing and he's not in the crouch. He's a little more upright. Um, it's just been, that was he, so how many bombs to just straight away dead center. Just we got, we got to talk about Otani. Obviously we said he's leading off pitching for the American league. Do you think he slows down in the second half? Cause he's got 33 bombs at the break. Uh, I would say maybe average wise, maybe not as much. I don't know if he continues to sit on pace for 66 bombs on the year. Um, obviously, I want him to continue to do what he's doing because it's great for baseball and it's great to have a name like that around. Does he? I mean, it's so hard to keep pace. Like, it's hard to hit a baseball in general, let alone 66 in a year and do it for two halves a year. I mean, I, that's just where I'm at on it. So, I think it's electrifying to watch him play, and I, you saw all this coverage he got, but – Damn, that'd be, I mean, it just sucks so he's hard. doing it on a so team hard. that's literally nine games back right now, and they're no way they're going to come out of that division or even probably get a wild card spot. That's just like what's tough for it too. They have no chance at a wild card spot because you have the Dodgers, Giants, and Pods all in the same division. One of them, uh, American League. Oh my God, what did I just yeah. say? Yeah, all right. We're, I brain farted a couple of times. Come back, Jordan. It's okay. Come back, buddy. We're good. So bad. Astros Athletics, you met. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. I cannot believe I just did that. Let's talk about close races. Close races, not the D-backs. They're 32 and a half back, the worst team in the MLB. 
Um, close races, the Reds, uh, they probably win the NL Central, in my opinion. I think they come back. They're 8-2 and two in their last 10, and they have three to start against Milwaukee, and they could take a lead in that series, in that division, I should say. Um, I think the Padres make things interesting in the West, and things are close in multiple divisions over the, over the top. The Mets lead the Phillies by three and a half games. So where does the MLB go? Who reigns other than the Dodgers right now? Who reigns at the end of the season? Uh, I tell you, not the Dodgers. Dodgers will not win the World Series. I am almost positive upon that. That sixty game, that sixty game season for them last year was like perfect because they are always the team that's like first to seventy or sixty or eighty wins. Mm-hmm. But then when it gets to be playoffs and stuff like that, they they cool off, and then like so that shit for them last year just worked out perfectly. They they hit their stride that they have been, but I just don't know if I see them repeating like. No. Just, I- I think that, like the the Giants and Padres, I just think I can't. I would think one of those is going to come out of the West. Yeah, I think it's a great opportunity for a team to sneak up, especially with how stacked the NL West is. Um, just like a team that you're not thinking as much is going to make some noise, like someone from the NL Central, um, whether it's you know a Cubs that get hot or the Reds or the Brewers or anything like that. I I think it's going to be a, a great chance for somebody to come up. Obviously, Austin solid. Um, Tampa solid things like that but I think it's gonna be someone we're not expecting that's if I had to pick I would like to see the White Sox do well I think I mean yeah I, I agree with that they've been I mean obviously they're leading the central by eight games so I mean they pretty much unless something drastic happens they mm-hmm. should have that wrapped up like I didn't expect Boston to be anywhere near this good this year so I think seeing them make a run because there's always that team that just randomly has just dudes and they're just going to make that run and like I mean mm-hmm. having that experience like they could do that stuff letting into like I'm I've always been like just I don't know why it's just like money ball like the athletics I think I've always been a cool yeah. team to cheer for and That'd if you can awesome. see those guys do something to make a wild card run or something like that which they I think you just never get out of the first fucking round ever or that wild card game but I think seeing them make a run would be cool as well yeah all right Reese we got to give your take the Brewers lead the NL Central followed by the Reds, four games back, and then four games behind the Reds are the Cubs. What's going to happen with the Chicago Cubs season? I have no idea. They were – we were leading the Central by, like, three games. What was that, like, uh, three or four weeks ago? I don't know if you guys saw that TikTok that I posted, but it's like somebody is like, the Cubs are leading the Central by three or four games, and all of a sudden it's like you get swept by the Padres, get swept by the Dodgers, 10-game losing streak. You're like, well, shit. Like, we can look so good then you can look so bad. Like we are, I think our only pitcher with a winning record right now is Kyle Hendricks, which is seven game. He's 11 and four, but like, we just don't score that much. Like our, I think our ERA is like a, it's actually, hang on. We're 14th in the league with a four, one, three ERA. And we only score 4.2 games, a, like 4.2 runs a game. Like you got to score more runs if you're going to give that much pitching. Whereas like our bullpen has been very, very solid, but like, Starting pitch just hasn't been there, and I just – I don't know. Just don't have enough guys that I think are just going to do it at the end. But, I mean, obviously I want to cheer for them and see if they're going to make a run. But that division has to tough. come back. That division's tough, though, because if the Reds come back after the after the All-Star break and get some bullpen arm back, that's a very, very tough team to beat. They're stacked, especially in the outfield. Their starting pitching has been okay. Um, Walker Bueller expected to come back after the All-Star break. They're a good team. They just took the series from the Brewers right before. They played four against the Brewers right before the break, and now they're playing three of them after, which is ridiculous scheduling-wise, but it's actually great because the race is so close. The, mm-hmm. Brewer, the Brewers starting pitching has been fucking solid, too. Like, they're, they're, they're going to be tough to be out of the Central. Like, we would, I think we would have to get a wild-card spot, 
But if we get a wild card spot, we're going to go up against one of those teams that comes out of the West, and I don't know how well that bodes for us. So, Okay, that wraps up the MLB. Obviously, you'll see some plays. Actually, that doesn't because we have to give our pick for the All-Star game, but we're not going to do it here. you got to look on our Twitter, Bigot Play of the Day, what's it going to be? Uh, like we said, we already went through the lines. NL is a favorite. Money lines are pretty even. They're minus 105, minus 104. Not a bad value for an All-Star game. That's pretty much meaningless. I'm sure – did they take off the World Series or is that just for last year? World Series home field advantage, is that back now or is it gone? Nope. No. Just not – the game's not really worth anything anymore. Yeah. Okay. So, it doesn't really matter. Good value for both teams. Obviously, I'm going to be rooting for the American League. I don't know if I'm going to bet on them, though, because the NL lineup is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's talk a little bit of college football. Our college football preview episode is coming very soon. We have some massive content plans for you guys. We're going to get game coverage from Lincoln, Iowa City, Ames, Norman, and probably a couple other places that were unexpected right now. Best bets will be weekly and deep with multiple games. We had a great record last year. This is probably podcast-wide our best well-versed topic, I should say. We know a lot. We talk it a lot. We know what we're talking about. We watch probably the most games out of every sport together. Um, and we get excited to talk about this stuff. So is there anything you guys want to touch on our college football preview that's coming soon? Yeah, I would just say, you know, with our preview and everything, obviously um, I can see it being a two, three part thing where we just kind of break things down and go that way. Cause there's so much content ideas we have and we have, you know, obviously um, three or four guys that are so passionate about it. Like it's our, it's my favorite thing to do on this. Like that's why we guys. Um, Reese obviously is going to be um, doing whatever he's up to, and we're going to keep that all in mind. But we're he's going to be around for that, for our previews and all that stuff. So we're going to have a ton of content flying. Shape, are you excited for college football? Oh, I think about it, man. Why wouldn't I be? God, it only crosses my mind nine times out of a day when I'm bored as hell. Yeah, when I think about college football, I get bricked up. I'm ready to go. I uh, I don't think this is Nebraska's year, but I mean, I'm just I'm mean, I'm not even talking like I'm not trying to make this an Iowa State. I'm not even trying to talk about oh, Iowa State. Oh, here just, we go. No. I'm not trying to talk about Iowa State, but here's Iowa State. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I was talking about the full stadiums this year. I oh, think okay. it just gets me the most excited. Just think about you know that even that first Thursday or that that Saturday when it's like bama and miami and you know bama is just gonna absolutely steamroll them anyways but you're oh, yeah. still hyped up and there's a sliver of hope that hopefully miami maybe makes it a good game and just shit like that it's just a little yeah. thing that i'm really excited and for Jack price just full against kansas ready to <laughs> fucking roll hey, if you want to meet up in uh in ames this year me and you yeah i don't i don't want to Ames. i'll cheer for iowa state i don't give a shit i, I mean we can I'm meet like, up like, iowa game yeah, I'm not going to watch a game with you, but, like, I'd like to be there. I don't know if I want to see your face that day. It's going to be a very tough episode that week. But why yeah. It could be either way. I think, Schaefer, this is probably your best year to be – Oh, we're so vulnerable. I was so vulnerable this year. No, 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 no. I don't even – yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I just – I don't know. I want to get the fans excited for that week in general because I think that, that, that episode that week is going to be – that's going to be fun. Okay, you can't throw shots at me because I've never been the guy. State, let me talk. I never threw a shot. No, I'd say 
I'm never the guy who talks shit on state when it gets go time because I know how it goes. I'm quiet the whole week. I don't say anything. I but not that's, that guy. that's the thing now is we have a podcast. What the fuck? No, are we I'm not gonna do it because I I can't do that to myself. Because nope, you gotta fire it up, baby. <laughs> Iowa, Iowa State. What do you think, do you think you're gonna give our listeners? Oh yeah, I think Iowa State will play well that week. That's it. That's no, all I'm. No, I'm not gonna. I will fire say, it up. We I'll gotta give them, we Iowa. gotta give them some content. <laughs> My content will be Iowa based. We will talk Iowa State, but we will not say anything hateful anything like that unless you can trade insults we, we gotta put some on the line you gotta listen in because they're actually gonna get fiery at each other fuck that noise we gotta yell at each other um it's gonna be a big year of college football we're excited for it but tune into our preview episodes coming soon there'll be a couple of them we've got a lot of ideas a lot of content coming out for you guys it'll be a fun year i say you two figure out a bet for that game yeah live content did you see that they came out with it today that it's a 330 abc kickoff so I did, and that's ABC's a slot usually for um, the non-ESPN game or the big one, and so that's a game day problem right yeah. there. Yeah, it's going to be something. Mm-hmm. That's fucking bullshit. Week three should be Nebraska and Buffalo. <laughs> God, can I play Buffalo instead of Iowa State this year? Fuck. I hate playing Iowa State, even when they suck. Uh, let's not go there. Nebraska <laughs> plays Oklahoma. That's way <laughs> That's I week- think I'd rather lose to Oklahoma than to Iowa State. You'd rather play Oklahoma than Iowa State? Yes. No. Yeah, but I, don't, I mean, I don't want to deal with that shit because what it's like win or lose, I can't win. Like, I win, and then I can talk all the shit, but, like, nobody cares. We're like, oh, you beat Iowa State. But hopefully, if we win this year, we get a little respect for that win. I was going to say, I hope – I mean, fuck you. If you just – if you guys win, it's like, oh, you beat Iowa State. Like, what? <laughs> in the last five years, Schaefer. No, I love it. This year, I, you're saying people yeah. are just like, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. This would be a good win for Iowa's resume if they won. I was going to say, you're saying you're losing that situation even if you win the game against the top 10 team? I'm saying it's – I don't know what I was trying to say. Uh, I didn't even want to get out of this. We're going to trade blows. We can sit and do like a 10-minute just insult session on each other's teams and just go at it. Or, you know, we can do this now if you want to be like that. No, we're not doing it now. Let's talk about Vigit. Vigit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Number one sports betting app in the entire world. You don't have to wager real money. If you don't feel comfortable laying money with your bets, download the Vigit app. Even if you do, download it anyway. It's the greatest app in the world. We give picks on it every day. All you got to do, download it. Use the code. It's just money. You'll get a thousand free coins when you first sign up. Each coin is equivalent to a dollar. It's not though. You just use go up in coins. As you go up in coins, you can exchange for prizes such as Amazon gift cards, TVs, T-shirts, uh, what am I, PS5 if you get up there. So with our picks, all you got to do, you don't even have to think about it. You can just download the app, see what play we're playing that day, go in, book it, watch your coin increase, and join our betting league. That's the number one thing we need you to do. Join the betting league using passcode WIN393. I cannot stress that enough. You have to join that betting league so you can see our picks, we can track your picks. And then if you're like our boy Craig Livers who posted – 600 bets over the last month and won our betting league going up 3,000 coins in one month. And that, all that guy does is big it, and I fucking love him. Um, then you'll get a shot on the pod, just like he just did. So congratulations, Craig Livers, on winning the month of June on our Bigot betting league. Download Bigot. Good boy, Craig. Yeah, Craig. Shout out, Craig. Stud, so man. Like 389 and 297 and 66. It was just, just fucking dedicated. That guy's just grinding. 
Is that guy scrolls. That guy gets up in the morning, scrolls top to bottom, and he's like, you know what? Yep, I like this. I like this. I like this. I like this. 30, 37, and 12 this month. Yeah, I love that. Look at that. That guy is an electric factor, and uh, we love him. So be him. Be Craig Livers, everyone. Shout out, Craig. Um, what do you guys think about Bigot? Do you think they should join the league or what? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, right. If it weren't for fucking Craig, shout out to Craig, but I would have won the league last month. So come and try to beat me. <laughs> Yeah, watching the road games against people is probably the best thing on that, I think. Just being like, uh, you know, finding where everybody is and getting up on top of the leaderboard. Because you get extra prizes for winning the league. And so if you want to get And, Vig- and Vegas on the up and up, too. Like, they used to just be when we first got it, like, every, like everything was just plus 100 on whatever you would bet. Mm-hmm. And now they're, now they're getting actual lines on big um, something like that from Jackbook. So they're on the up and up. So get in on it now. There are big moves coming from the Vigit app in August. We cannot talk about them, but we are super excited for it. You guys are going to love that app even more. Download it now. Join it. Use the code. It's just money. Join our betting league. We'll get on there. We'll interact with you. We want to hear from you guys, and we love the Vigit app, so download it today. Okay. Now is the time where we get to argue a little bit. We get to talk a little bit more college football. JP's idea, we're going to do the college football helmet draft. The rules of this draft are as follows. They have to be an FCS or FBS school. The helmet must be worn twice. It can't be a one and done unless it's an honorable mention at the end of the draft. There is no limit per school. It's a snake style draft and it's going to be four rounds and the order is as follows, randomized. Schaefer will lead us off, followed by JP, then Reese, then myself. Oh, wow. No, I didn't screw it because I gave myself the last pick. I Okay. I'm like, um, I wanted to add on this. Um, if you like, obviously, like the one and done thing's pretty tough because you know you got to look all through that stuff. So if we have like a question mark on it, we'll just talk it out. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, I would say, and then with this as well, I don't know how you guys went about it, but I didn't. I did not go traditional. I'm like the the Michigans and the Notre Dame. Just they're not on my list. Fuck no. Hey, don't tell us your strategy, buddy. Yeah, man. Come on. If you think I was going that way, then you don't know me. I mean, I kind of was expecting- I mean, there's still some classics that might be worth getting out on there, though. I didn't tell you everything. You didn't pick you one traditional thing? That's- I think I got- I think I got- I think I got one that's going to piss somebody off if I steal it. Yeah, probably. Let's do it. Arguments aside, let's start it off. Schaefer, lead us off. College football helmet, number one. Number one pick overall. He's got the- all the choices in the world, who you pick? You know, uh, I'm pretty – that, you know, JP saying he's not traditional, that's kind of changed the way I'm going to pick. So I'm going to pick a non-traditional helmet first and keep my traditional picks in the back. My first Enjoy. one is going to be the Oklahoma State Cowboys black chrome with the sheriff badge design as well as the um, – I don't know what they do Wrong. a bunch of little uh, – in, in designs that have ties to the university and stuff like that. So that is my first. Okay, good call. I like that. I like the pick. Wrong helmet. What do you mean wrong helmet? Fuck wrong. you, JP. Fuck you, you JP. Other, you can take the other pick right now, JP. As you have the second pick, what is your move? I'm going to do it, A, because I don't want it to be gone, and B, because I want to show up, Schaefer. I'm taking Oklahoma State's Pistol Pete helmet. God damn it. I, I didn't want that one. I thought about that one. Didn't want it. Not the enlarged head. I want the standing pistol. No, I know. I know the white. Yeah, the white. The white helmet with the orange. Yep. God damn it. That one is absolutely beautiful. I think it's their best pistol beat helmet. Damn, I'm breaking stuff around here. The fuck uh, is that? But the standing pistol beat, I think, looks a lot better than the enlarged logo stuff. That yeah, you know, it does. 
football. So I'm going to go with that one at two because Reese said he's going to piss somebody off with a steal. So I was worried there. You know, that was that was the one I was going to go with. Okay, Reese, your time's up. Your pick was taken. What's your first pick in round one? Well, then I'm going to go with a classic just because, like, even seeing it this year in the college football playoff, like, under the lights, like, it's, it's just a good-looking fucking helmet. Just Notre Dame. Just the all-gold. Ah, uh, see, I, I don't just a, just a classic fucking helmet. Like you see that shit under the lights, and it's I mean, it's just it's also like it's also you see that and you know who it is. Yeah, like, you, there's no mistaking. You see that, and you know who it is. That one's way better than like a Alabama or a Penn State. Oh, like, Alabama helmets so overrated. It yeah, overrated. Alabama helmets. Chrome, like you said, Reese. The way it glows off the lights, I, I do. That's like fucking the, sick. The traditional helmets. Those. That's the one to pick. That's that's it. Yeah. Also, right. they get a new fresh coat of it every game. So no matter what happens in the game before, yeah, it's always looking good. Shining so fucking bright. It is a good look. I hate Notre Dame, but I do like that. And they've, they've applicated it to baseball and other sports, lacrosse, hockey. It's a good look. Okay. Mm-hmm. With my first pick, fourth pick overall, I, you guys aren't a big fan of this. It's, I love this helmet. It's a Maryland State flag helmet. It's the black polished chrome, and it's yep. got the top polished, and it looks like the flag. It's a matte mm-hmm. helmet. And then it says Maryland on the back um, in red and, and gold. And I just think it's one of the better looking helmets. And they've worn it multiple times. They wear it mostly at home. I haven't seen it. No, I've seen They wore it in the road in Lincoln one time, actually. But I love that helmet. And that would be my first pick. Yeah, I wouldn't have picked, helmet. Yeah, I wouldn't have picked that one. But if I were going to choose, I knew you were going to have a Maryland dome on your list. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Maryland's flag application to most. I like, I like that one. I do like the way they support the flag, their state flag. Yeah. They do it well, too. It's a such a unique state flag that it applies to things, and you're like, what the hell is that? And when you find out, it's actually pretty cool. I don't think any other state has a flag like that where they can do that. No. Okay. Second pick for me, second round, first pick, I'm going with Tulane's green wave helmet. So Solos. it's a white polished helmet. It's got the new wave logo on it, and it's a blue chrome face mask. They have worn it twice for sure. I've looked it up multiple places. Yeah. Uh, this fucking helmet. Fuck you, Jordan. Not totally I'm happy about that pick. Bless him. That went second round. I'm not going to lie. Shit on. It's one of the better looking helmets in college football. So I'm going to Tulane. I love that helmet. And you know what the problem is now is like I was like I had Oklahoma State on there, and then he goes with that. And then I had Tulane on here, and then you go with that. And now I'm like I have mother like helmets in both teams, but like – I can't double up here. I got a few others that I think won't be taken, but we'll see. (laughs) Well, you're up. All right. Well, for number two, um, I'm going to go with uh, Louisville. They're chrome all red with the white cardinal. Nice. Okay. I never think about that. Chrome all red, white white helmet, because I always think about that game with um, Lamar Jackson just going off for like eight or nine touchdowns that game or whatever. I like their black and red ones too. The all black, the red bird. I like that one. They got a good. They got. They do that color scheme right for their football stuff. Oh, I'm in I like such that a tough spot right now. This pisses me off a lot. Okay, JP, you're in a tough spot. We're on the third pick of the second round. We're at Jordan Pierce, whose first pick was Oklahoma State. What's the point? Well, I was gonna rock with Tulane right there, but uh, the fuck was that accent? We're talking about my accent. That's fucking bullshit right there. <laughs> you can't let that go. I was gonna it go out some dumb fucking. Here, I got one. I, so this is what I'm gonna do here. Um, I'm gonna take the um, the purple TCU helmet, and so the crawl is the base. So let me, yeah, let me explain it to you. Um, it's not the like big, you know, um, 
That's the wrong one, Jordan. What? <laughs> That's the wrong pick. They got a better helmet than that one. No, no. I have, I have TCU for an honorable mention. No, the one, uh, like not – the new ones they put out that are um, kind of like a mat almost, it looks like. And so the one where it just has like the normal paint job on it and it has the TCU, the frog, that one. That's the one I want. Okay. TCU. The black, the black chrome with the purple frog. That's the one you need. That's the best one. Well, you should have taken it. Well, they also had that. They also had that one helmet that had red in it. I, I might. It might not have that's been. The, I think it was the Rose Bowl one where the frogs holding the Rose Bowl. Yeah, that was the old. Yep. Yeah. Okay, Shaper. Last pick of the second round and the first pick of the third round. Start off with the second round, obviously. Okay, I, I like this pick because I mean it's one of the it's more known for basketball, but the way they incorporated in football, I love it so much. I'm gonna go with the North Carolina light blue helmets, the yep. new ones. Good now, one. Not with the plain white stripe down the middle, but the like the ones they have on their basketball shorts, like the diamond sign, like with the uh, blue or yeah, the light blue, white kind of mesh in there. I think that made the helmet. I think when they had the plain white stripe down the middle, I was like, okay, it's just a boring helmet. But like they made it look like the basketball helmets again, and it kind of depends which uh, jersey combo they're wearing. But I really like that one. Yeah, I like that one too. Actually, I like that pick. Good call. Okay, Schaefer, you have the third round first pick. Okay, uh, next one I'm going to go with. I don't know why. I really don't, but I just love how they went rollback um, kind of for their main uniforms again. I'm going to go with the Pitt yellow Dan Marino helmet. Dude, gold. Uh, I, I love that, that rollback. Okay, uh, I don't know. I just, for some reason, it's a gross yellow, but I love the little cursive. I love the light blue. I, that's my third pick. Cursive lettering is sick. Uh, yeah. Written out on helmets, sick. I'm getting get new new throwback that yellow and blue that use. It's it's one of the better looking things in college sports. God, that makes me so upset. <laughs> AP's rattled again. His picks are being taken off. Get over it, buddy. Okay, well, JP, <laughs> so you're up. My third pick, I'm gonna go with the Hawaiian Islands helmet. So the black one, and it has all the Hawaiian Islands on the side in the dark green, and then the other side will either be blank or it'll have the H. I think Hawaii has a great branding to them. I think it works perfect with what they are. And the islands, for some reason, like I, when you think like the islands, it would look great on a helmet, but the Hawaiian islands on the helmet looks awesome. I like that pick. Reese, you are up third round, third um, pick. I'm going to go with, just because I like, they're, when they wear their color scheme with these jerseys, I think it's sick. But I'm going to go with Ole Miss's uh, Baby Blues. Nice. With the red lettering, Ole Miss on it, with the red stripe down the middle, with the gray face mask. Who was that? Who was their quarterback? Corral this year. Like when they wear that that baby blue uniform, like that shit's sick. Like that is a clean look. That's a good one. Fucking I love that. That's I love that helmet. I'm so bad. Did somebody else have that pick? I wonder. That was me. I didn't have it on there, but I was really debating putting it on there now. Yeah, that sucks that that got taken. However, I am excited. This is still on the board. My third pick in the. Th- for the third round, and then I get another one, which is fucking fantastic. I don't hate being last. I'm going to take San Diego State's Aztec helmet. It features the Aztec calendar on it. They have worn it twice. I had to double-check a thousand different pictures. They don't take that many pictures in games, which is crazy. Are you talking the red one? Yeah, it's a red chrome helmet, and it's got the Aztec calendar. I know you're talking about. I just just wanted to confirm we're on the same page. Yes, beautiful helmet. It's a sick-looking helmet. They've worn it with their whites and blacks. Mm -hmm. I think it looks better with the black, but it's a it's a cool look, and you'll have to see it on the graphic to see how cool it looks. That's yeah. 
I know exactly what you're talking about. I enjoy that helmet. I think what gets lost in it, though, is when they don't zoom up on them and they nobody gets the real look. It is tough to see. I will say that. But up close, when you can see what it is, it's, it's a awesome helmet. Okay. My, with my fourth and final pick starting the last round, I'm a little torn between two of them. This one's a pretty basic, but I think it's one of the cooler ideas. And the team sucks. But I'm going to go with Kansas's red chrome helmets. It's got the massive Jayhawk on it. Um, I, like I actually that. think Kansas has one of the better logos in college sports, and they've had it for however long, and they don't do the KU on it. They use the Jayhawk. I think it looks great. Um, obviously, they're a horrible football team, but the helmet's a good look. Yeah, I like that one as well. It's a good pick. Okay, back to Reese. That out their white one, that's the same concept as, like, the military appreciation I like one. the blue one. Like the blue one? Yeah, the blue chrome one's sick. Um... Man, I don't want to do another shiny one, but I kind of want to do another shiny one. I want to do another shiny Remember, the, the people will see these on Twitter, and they'll vote on it just like they did with our college logos draft. So you got you got to be flashy, right? You got to catch an eye. Go and All right. All right. So then we're going to go uh, Baylor Bears. Ooh, that was all, good. All gold. Ooh. All gold oh. helmet. The gold chrome. What are you doing? With the B, black BU on it. the mat. They're so their mat look is so much better now. Nah. You just you tanked your draft in one pick. <laughs> yeah. on, that might that might be a question though, because when I saw it, like I thought I saw it in multiple games, but like most of the pictures I saw, I was no, like, they weren't. Oh, they okay. used, okay. it, they used okay. it when they were big into the not doing good stuff on campus. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they were. That's when they wore those helmets. Yeah, that Sick. was uh, um, what's his face's year? Bryce Petty. Sean Oakman. Oh. oh, yeah. That's that meme where it's like, heads or tails, we want ball. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> yes. We want ball. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Well, last pick for JP. What's it going to be? JP, Final pick right I, now. Um, can, I, can I do your pick for you? Because I think I know what you're going to pick. Can you tell me what you think you're going to pick? No, I think I know what you're going to pick. Give, right. give them the, just tell them the conference, see if it's right. Yeah. Pack 12. No, but that's close. Ah, shoot. I mean, I might go yeah, back. Close. I'm in a tough spot because I really, Mountain West. I really want to go Tulane here again with a specific one, but I don't want to double up for the second time because that'll screw me over. Um, for the sake of what we are doing, I truly think um, – and I'm going to go – I'm going to go a little traditional. I wouldn't say this is a traditional lid because I do mix it up quite a bit, but it's a very unique logo. I'm going to go with Cincinnati's black helmet. I think – the the Cincinnati helmet um, with that logo is just so clean. Like it's so minimal, but so good at the same time. Uh, so I'll go with Cincinnati's black helmet and that'll be my final pick. And Which logo? Just the, the white C with the red underline? So the ones they wore this year. Yeah. So it's just the white C and things like that. And so it has like the red underline. Um, and sometimes they'll put the stripe across the top of it that matches like the specific striping they have on their pants and helmet or uh, jerseys. I like that pick. Schaefer, you got the last pick of the four round draft. What is it going to be? There's been some sick helmets talked about. What are you, what are you closing us with? Damn JP. I thought, I thought you were going to pick this one, but I guess you're going to leave it up to me. Um, I think that the significance in this pick has to do with them changing back to this. I'm going to go with Arizona State's Sparky. That's yellow. what I thought JP's first pick was going to be. Yeah. Okay, wait, time out. Before we go any farther, I fucked up pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> my number one overall pick in the whole damn thing, I forgot to write down 
And now that you say that, I missed my favorite helmet of all time. Is this mine? Is this my yeah, thing? No, it's fucking yours, buddy. You took no, it. No, it's not. It's Arizona State's Desert Fuel helmet. Oh, that's it. Yeah. I don't know what that looks like. Oh, <laughs> it's fucking sexy. Uh, is that the one? That's the. Uh, you didn't have to be an honorable mention, JP. It's not. ASU uh, Desert what? Fuel. Fuel. You'll see it on everybody that's listening. You'll see it on the uh, the old Twitter as an honorable mention. Um, I'll make a separate graphic for that because we'll have a bunch of I don't know how. I, I love that pick. The Sparky logo, that's one of the better. I love the Sparky logo. Went on a limb taking two yellow helmets, but I just think that I hope. That oh, yeah, that is clean. I hope. That is it's like a perfect metallic gold. and like That is sick. Oh, it's so sick. good. JP, this is your idea. You fucked up your first pick. Well, to be honest with you, I've never been more rattled than when you went Tulane, and then I forgot everything I was trying to I do. Should, I should have wrote it down. Oh, I, I mean, I, I jumped ship when you went Tulane, and I no longer had that pick, and I was going to – I knew it could save the Arizona State one, and then I forgot, and I'm just – I'm falling apart. Okay, honorable mention That's- time. Obviously, there was a lot of beautiful helmets in college football that we have not talked about already. Let's uh let's start with JP. Do you have an honorable mention for us? <laughs> I got a couple. Uh, number one, Arizona State's Desert Fuel helmet. Uh, and then they actually, when they switched from Nike to Adidas, they called it Desert Heat now, and it changed, but it's the same exact logo, same exact style. Um, I'd like to give a big shout out to um, the Tulane helmet I was gonna pick with the Surf and Pelican. I think that one looks absolutely awesome. Yeah, that one's awesome. And my last honorable mention for uh, helmets in the non-traditional look is the Missouri Sailor Tiger hat for the Missouri um, Sailor Tiger. It is white, yellow, and black stripes. It looks great, too. But they only worn it the one time in the Holiday Bowl. So that's my honorable mention. Schaefer, honorable mention picks. What do you got? Okay, if we're going two, then I'm going to go two as well. Um, First one is actually traditional. I think that it's the best tradition in college football, and it's Florida State's spear. I just, That's I just think that the spear is such a sick look. I hope that with all what's going on in the world right now, they never change that logo. Just the straight up one or the, the black? Just, yeah, the gold one. The gold okay. one, red uh, face mask, red spear. Yeah, whatever. Great logo. I love the simplicity. Last one, I would take a lot of flack for it, but, you know, I got to ride or die with them. Iowa State, State's black, black, you know, helmets. black helmets. I like how we, we were kind of half-assing it a while ago. We did, like, the red and black. and the, Like, no. Now we, fi- we finally stuck to all black, all white. We don't have any other color in it. I think we're the only ones in college football that really do that without any sort of color. I think everybody does black uniforms, but we're the only ones that really do all black, all white. So Nebraska just did it. No, but they had red in it. No, they, they did yeah, there there was red on the sleeves, and there was red. Um, I the not on the helmet, not on the helmet itself. Yeah. And the color scheme has black in it for the actual tape for the team. <laughs> Reese, Reese, is it? Get out of here, man! Get out of um, That's what I'm doing. Everybody biggest got- game, biggest game of their career, and let's wear an all black team. That's all our black uniform. That's how much we don't care about everybody's opinion. So. <laughs> I, I ride with that. I actually, I don't. I feel like they should incorporate some red. I don't know if that like makes it cool. 
I think, I think that if you're gonna do all black, you just gotta go fucking all black. I don't know if you can like mix it because Iowa's red isn't like a red that I think would look good with like that. No, black. That, yeah, I know, I, that's what I'm saying. So like, are all black? Like we, there's not a single speck of red in them now or yellow. So that's what I, that's what I love about it. Okay, Reese, give your honorable mention picks. Um, the one that I really like that I think somebody brought up before uh, is TCU's. Um, it's called like their blood helmets or whatever. They wear them for tech. They wear them against Texas, where it's it's uh it's all purple. Uh, it's not like matte, but it's a little lighter. And then TCU is, and then the frog is black with a red outline, and it's a red like the the side of the face mask is red with the middle being black. They wear that with those bloody uniforms where they have like that little collar. I think those are fucking sick. That uniform is so clean. I, I was hoping they were gonna. They wore that multiple times, but they only wore that one time against Texas that I could see. Um, so that's why they weren't in my actual draft. Um, then the second one, I just think we need to acknowledge that, this, that the state of Florida, I think, has the teams with like the best helmets. Like Shira just mentioned, Florida State. I think Florida also has clean helmets, along with like Miami. I think my second one would just be like Miami's all white with the green stripe down the middle, with the red, with the or the orange stripe down the middle green outline and then just white face mask. I think that look is just clean. Before I say anything, I'm going to give everybody an honorable mention. It's going to be all of our honorable mentions and it's every year, the army Navy helmets. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Navy the has some one, the shark one that army wore was one of the most badass helmets I've ever seen. That looks like the front of the, the jets. That was the ones Navy wore last year, I believe were some of my favorites I've ever seen. Yeah, that's so tough to be, to have the one and done rule because those, a lot of those I think would have made the list. Yeah. Uh, another honorable mention, I will just quick Utah's white helmet with the regular U yeah. and the feathers yeah. in circle, I think looks awesome. And South Carolina's black looks really good too. Utah's Utah's one of those schools that has a shit ton of alternate uniforms and they've kind of gotten big into that, that space and night games in Utah are always fun to watch. I, I will mention that about college football. Okay. My honorable mentions, I have a couple. I am in love. I'm not, I don't think it's a worse logo, but I actually like Oregon state's new logo and branding. I think they're whites with the big beaver on the side, the newer one, and then the orange thick stripe outlined in black. I think that's a really clean look, especially when they wear the all whites. I like Oregon State's branding. I, I just love black and orange. Another honorable mention, uh, Florida Atlantic's white helmets that has the state of Florida, and it says Atlantic on the side. They only wear them with their all whites. I like that look. It's pretty plain, but for a smaller school to have that alternate, I think is really cool. Um, so I'm a big fan of that. So that would be my two honorable mentions. And that wraps up the college logo helmet draft, and I think I won it. Um, so you, yeah. your closing arguments. I'm fucked. JP, you fucked up. JP is. I don't know who's gonna win, but JP surely fucked. That's oh, I'm fucked up. I fucked up my last pick for sure. If I would have, if I would pick Florida or Florida State, I feel a lot better than myself. But I think I fucked up with the Baylor. Put it. Uh, just go anonymous on Twitter. That way, like, um, nobody really knows who it is if you don't listen to the pod. But I'm not going to win, but I'm very happy. And I think I might vote for somebody else and not myself. <laughs> <laughs> but if I would have gotten the Tulane helmet with the Surfing Pelican and the Desert Fuel Arizona State helmet, I would take mine a billion times. But I got but you didn't. two of the four that I wanted, and I panicked. You didn't. 
I think I think this the like the sneakiest pick of the draft was that Forky helmet. I fucking love that helmet. I can't believe yeah. I that. I thought it was gonna be first overall to JP because he loves that Forky logo so I much. Love, I love. I saw. I have seen. I saw their forks, but I had never seen that white helmet with like that actual helmet. Like, I never seen that, that one's fucking clean. Yes. That is the best helmet I've ever seen in college football, and I forgot to take it. So also, I can't believe like the school that's known for having the most diverse and unique jerseys too, like Oregon. That was a mention. They always do one and done. That's yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, if like they should like an honorable mention but like i just you, oh, like, you can't keep track of all their fucking helmets or there's, there's so much shit if you pick oregon you're not allowed you're disqualified from the draft overrated also i think one of their best ones that they've worn twice is their throwback throwback ones that are like super yellow and they had the uo so that's probably would have been my pick for oregon i love those and then the, the yellow chromes with the yellow yeah, I love their yellow yeah duck wings Another all-black one I really like. How you guys feel? What do you guys feel about Colorado's? I like, I like Colorado's everything. I think their logo is sneaky. I think oh, it means Colorado. Love. What'd you say? Fuck Colorado. <laughs> it needs more love, honestly. <laughs> Jeez, Reese, bless you. I meant to cough this way, but I coughed this way into the mic. <laughs> okay, that wraps up another great episode of the It's Just Money podcast. We covered a lot of shit. If we cut out at some points, it's because of Reese's Wi-Fi. I'm just kidding. It's because of my <laughs> Wi-Fi. It stinks. It'll be better next time. Um, but we're happy to be back. The gang is all here. We're excited to talk college football soon. You'll see a lot of MLB best bets coming soon. NBA Finals best bets. The play of the day record updated to this date right now, which is Monday night, if you're if you're blind to the world, is crazy good. It's 13-4-1 in the last 18 plays. So you're missing out if you're not placing those bets, especially through the Bigot app. Or to most of them apply to your regular book. A lot of the boosts that Shaper have been playing apply to DraftKings Sportsbook. If you're not on that, jump on that, especially in where betting is legal. It's a great book. We use mostly DraftKings and Bigot. Bigot's the best app in the entire world. We cannot recommend it enough. Download it. We want to say thank you to the boys for all being here and joining us, and we will see you next time. Deuces. Play piano.